For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm going to bring in Jay Izzo here, and uh, we'll see if we can get this rolling. Uh, we'll just switch mid-topics, mid-stream, and uh, we've got Jay Izzo. How are you, Jay? I am well. How are you? <laughs> we will cover the other topic when we get done with our interview here. Um, now, I think, uh, Jay, you have the proper pronunciation of our next guest's name. I have done all sorts of things to butcher his last name. So, <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I, I always thought it was Tom Badiak. Is it Tom Badiak? Uh, like, like, is that, is that, Tom is that... Badiak. Baddock. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the, the, the Baddock. Yeah. So the Baddock. So the IU is is incorrect. If I if I do yeah. the dip, if I do the diphthong, that's yeah, incorrect. Okay. E I got it. But anyway, it, it is an honor and privilege, sir. I just want to tell you that um, Funky Winkerbean was very very important to me when I was in college in the '80s and grad school. Uh, when I went to graduate school, and so uh, it it was a really meaningful comic strip to us and um it, it really was because you really got in tune with other issues kind of in a really subtle and yet fun way and so i really do want to thank you for that because that was um really really cool thing for you to do for us well thanks i appreciate that i mean you guys can call me anytime nice to hear well no i mean i i don't i i think for those of us who um were in college and Funker, Funky Winkerbean was out, that was kind of, I mean, it was that, you know, it was just one of those comic strips that we kind of just went to right away, you know, when the, the paper would come out or Sundays for sure. And that was just one of those, that was just one of those things that really meant, I mean, to me, it meant a lot. So uh, to have you on with us here on the Jiggy Jaguar program is absolutely an honor. So I want to thank you for that, and I'm really excited to hear about the trilogy with Lisa that you have put out because um, she was kind of part of this whole thing, Lisa and Les, and and uh, so it's a great, it's a great, it's a cool story. It's a sad story, but it's a cool story, and I am anxious for the listeners to hear more about um, the, the the Lisa trilogy. And so um, I'm going to let you talk about this this new series of books that you have that were released in September and uh, talk about those a little bit for us well sure and just to back up one second what you talked about being in college I relate to that same experience except it was different strips a lot it was Charles Schultz's peanuts at that time and everything but I, I remember that I'd be in my dorm room I'd be the first one down to the desk to grab the paper uh, and uh, get the comics and, and see what was going on. So, yeah, so at my university, Kent State University Press, uh, they brought out Lisa's story uh, 10 years ago when it uh, took place in the Strip and when Lisa died in the Strip. Right. Um, the Lisa story book was later a, a Pulitzer finalist, which is I never saw anything like that coming. Yeah, so 10 years down the road, we you know, what we've done is we brought out uh, two books that really sort of tell the complete Lisa story. 
Uh, there's a book, Prelude, that um, precedes it, and it talks about where my work really started to change. Uh, it starts with the teen pregnancy storyline, uh, which involved Lisa, and uh, and it goes through her early life with Les, including where they get married in Montoni's Pizza as Batman and Robin. Oh, wow, right. Um, yeah, it it was really you know it's really fun and so then there's it, that book precedes Lisa's story. There's a book that comes after it called the the Last Leaf, and Lisa's presence in the strip is still rather ubiquitous. Um, she's in their lives. She's in their lives in tapes that she's made for her family that she made before she she, she died. Um, unless when he wants to, wants some advice, he'll he'll sit on the bench and pretend he's talking to Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's there still a lot of ways. So what these two books do is um, they give you Lisa's life and they drop Lisa's story into the context of that life because uh, it's not just about cancer. It's about her whole life. Yeah, because, I mean, this 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 story is not just a story, right? I mean, this isn't just a made-up story, correct? Oh, no, no. I mean, no, this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is this is based on real-life events in your life, right? Yeah. Um, now, when I first did Lisa's story, I, I was basing it on anecdotal information I got from relatives and people that I knew who were facing this illness. I was a young adult at that point and finally reaching the point where you're going to encounter things like this. Um, so I internalized that stuff, and, and I empathized with it, and I wrote the first half of Lisa's story. Um, the second half was written after I was diagnosed with cancer, and I, I immediately learned, you know, there's a huge void between empathy and personally experiencing something. And I think mm. um, the emotions were much more raw, they're much more powerful, and I think that deepened the work uh, the second time through. But, yeah, I was able to base it. I mean, it started with things just like, you know, the uh, the diagnosis. Uh, Lisa gets her diagnosis. Well, I got mine. I was, I was at the airport with my wife. We were about to leave town called the doctor's office and I just to see what my test had been. And he goes, well, it's cancer, uh, but we'll talk about it when you get back. Have a nice vacation. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's got to go in. Um, and of course, <laughs> when I put it in, um, I got all kinds of emails from people saying no doctor would ever do that. <laughs> you know? So, um, but that was how I tried to keep it real. And then you just right. sort of look for humor um, in that uh, when I was going through my cancer experience, I, overheard this this one woman her husband had been with her to every single chemo chemotherapy session and so she called him for her chemo sabi um so that went in you know um yeah there 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 actually is humor uh it's different and the style of humor you know the lisa story elicited was more behavioral it was far different than the stuff i was doing up to that point yeah by the way i'm going to make sure tom baddock and he is the author of Lisa's Legacy Trilogy, by the way. And it's actually a couple books here. It's the, uh, by the way, these are, um, are, am I right that these are cloth covers? Are they, yeah. is that right? Yeah. These are cloth cover books, right? Yeah, they're hardbound. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and, and um, by the way, these two books, Prelude and um, The Last Leaf, uh, these two books, uh, I, I have uh, sadly I have un- been unable to read them uh, full, but I, I of course got the excerpts here, and I got to tell you, as somebody who was a caregiver to my mother-in-law who was in cancer, I, and I try to explain to people there was a lot of humor in that in those moments. I mean, my mother-in-law was an amazing woman, and she she kept it fun. I mean, I mean all the way. I mean through the end. 
she kept it fun and there was a lot of humorous anecdotes and I think that's partially what you do but I think you're also telling a real story that so many of us sadly have either had to deal with or are going through and I think that's what makes Lisa's legacy so powerful for you is because it really is real it really is real conversations it's it really is some of the humor that some of us have gone through and in in so many different ways and I'm just wondering as an author to an author I'm, I want to ask you how hard was it to write this book knowing what you were going through well I, I tell you based on what I said before you know I had, I had to research the first part of Lisa's story so I'd done a lot of that research so when I got my diagnosis it wasn't quite as scary uh, because I know I know they know how to deal with stuff and that I, they have to handle things and I knew what to do and how to get started and where to go and uh, I think that's that's really important knowledge is uh, to me very helpful I mean I, I get it some people don't want to know about it and, and that's fine and they don't want to talk about things I like to learn everything I can so I had already done some of the digging even before my diagnosis um, and my wife Kathy was just a few years ago diagnosed with breast cancer. and She's fine. But she was diagnosed because since Lisa's story, I made sure she gets, you know, early sure. exams and they were tracking her for a long time um, because she had, she had a marker that indicated it might happen. So we were right. on top of it. And, and, you know, I don't like to proselytize in the strip, but the right. one thing I absolutely did proselytize about was uh, early detection. When Lisa's making a tape, for less at one point for him to see later. She mentions that he should get his PAs checked every year. And as one of my doctors said, you know, if you're going to get it, if you're going to get cancer, you might as well find out about it as early as you possibly can. Right. And a cancer caught early almost all the time can be a cancer cured. Right, right. And by the way, uh, we're talking to Tom Baddock, author of Lisa's Legacy Trilogy, The Prelude, and also The Last Leaf, The... The trilogy of Lisa and uh, and of course the who penned Funky Winkerbean for those of you who uh, follow the strip and I, I it sounds to me Tom that much of this was very cathartic for you as well so writing it almost sounds like that there was some catharsis for you that was healthy is that accurate? No, absolutely. Uh, again, I think that's always the case when I learn about things and yeah, being able to express it like that. I think it is, and I heard from other people, uh, but the work was cathartic for them as well. I mean, I think that's great. And the actual Lisa story book makes up the, the third book in the trilogy. In the back of the book, we have resources. Uh, and uh, for people that, you know, who are diagnosed, they can go to and start finding information. And so it's, uh, we try to keep them as evergreen as possible so that they're still up to date. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's this crucial thing. Uh, to me, working my way through something helps me understand it better and helps me deal with it better. Right. And and I'm sorry, I did not mean to neglect Lisa's story, The Other Shoe, which is the third book, right, that I, I yeah, missed there. Right. And I apologize for that up front. So let me let me restate. Let me restate the three books. It's Prelude. It's The Last Leaf. And then Lisa's story, The Other Shoe. And these are the these are the three trilogy books penned by Tom right. Baddock. And uh, by the way, uh Listen, it's Christmas time, folks, and so uh, and so. Let me proselytize a little bit. It's Christmas time, and you can get these three books, Amazon Prime for seventy-two dollars right now. And by the way, according to mine, I can actually get those three books today, delivered to my door. So, within one day. So, why don't you go check out Lisa's Legacy Trilogy? 
there's it's a slip beautiful slip case containing three cloth editions hardcovers and uh, beautiful beautiful uh, design but you need to check this book out because this book I'm telling you I, I think this could be a life changer for people because I think we have a hard time you know cancer is one of those words that when whenever we hear it and you alluded to this a little bit Tom that we hear it and for some of us we just shut down I don't want to know right I don't I don't yeah. I don't want to know anything about it and I think we need I think we need books that you have written here in this case. It's so important because I, like you, I want as much knowledge as I could. I, mean, I remember when my, my mother-in-law had brain cancer. I mean, I went and I learned about – I mean, here I was already in psychology and was – had taught brain anatomy and function. And I wanted to learn everything about every internal structure that had cancer, part of her brain that had cancer. And I wanted to learn everything I could about how to treat it. And yet there's a lot of people who are in the same similar boat as us that didn't want to hear anything about it. And I think what you do here with these three books is you bridge a gap for so many of us who, if you're, if you want to learn more, you're going to learn more. But if you're a little bit scared to learn, I think you do this in a fun way. And, and I, I hate to use that word, but I think it's accurate in a fun way for us to walk through that life uh, w with Lisa and, and less. So I think there's, is that accurate as well? Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think there, you know, you always see those two masks that represent the theater, and one is laughing and one is crying. And I think tragedy and comedy side by side are really the best representation of real life. It's never all one thing or all the other. And, you know, I think art, one of the, one of the great things art can do is help us escape our troubles. Mm. But there's a flip side to that coin. I think art can help us understand our troubles. And, um, and so I, that's the side I, I like to, to deal with. Uh, I like to deal with both. I mean, it's great to be funny, but I think it's sometimes right. it's, it's great to get to the heart of things too. Well, but the, I think, I think that's the beautiful thing that what you've created here is, is it life that that's real life? Real life is made up of emotional moments and, Things that happen to us, both good and bad, and how we make it through and how we deal with them, right, makes up what our entire life is. And I think that's what you've done here with these three books is you've just made an honest reflection of real life, I would think. That's at least how I see it. Uh, yeah, thanks. And again, it goes back to my influences. When I was reading those Peanuts strip back in college, Charles Schultz was doing something similar. He was taking those first steps away from just sort of you know, the banana peel uh, kind of comic strip uh, slipping on the banana peel. He was right. starting to investigate what was going on inside, what people were thinking, and dealing with uh, the, you know the kind of emotions you're talking about. Uh, maybe not as directly, but it, it's he was basically the shoulders I actually had to stand on before I could do my work. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think that Schultz really was very subtle because he used he used children's emotions, right? He used the emotions of children to make us reflect back as adults. And then I think what you've done here is you've used adult emotions to make us reflect back on ourselves right now where we're at. And I, so I think you both have accomplished, I, if, and I believe that, I think that you both have accomplished something uh, very, very special for us as readers and who've followed you for some, oh God, I don't even say how long now, what, 30, 40 years? It is, it's, it's actually 45 <laughs> years this year. Yeah, so. I'll have to tell you, if I had known 45 years ago uh, <laughs> that I would be talking to you on the phone about this and the direction that the work would have taken, 
I think I'd have worked a little harder on the name because you know, it's a, um, <laughs> it's sort of a blessing and a curse at this point. Well, I'm sure right it is, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I I really do believe it's okay. And and you, I I got to know this this Pulitzer thing though. That that thing came out of nowhere, right? I mean, for you, yeah, with this, the whole thing. Surprise. So talk about that, yeah. a little bit. Well, you know, it's it's it was a great validation of the work. Um, and um, they had to go out of their way to do it just a little bit because uh, it was given out under, it's usually the editorial cartoons that these are given out to. They have in the past given them to comic strips. Uh, it, it would happen with Dewsbury, it happened with Bloom County, and it happened with uh, Lynn Johnson's, for better or for worse. Mm. So that's not bad company. Um, oh. And uh, to be one of those four strips that's actually been acknowledged in that way, was amazing. I mean, we the letter is framed and on the wall in our house. It's uh, you know you don't get a much higher high point than that. And I was really proud of that. That's that's awesome, and congratulations for that. I want to ask you a personal question: Thanks. How are you doing with your battle? I'm doing okay. You know, uh, got a check in August and everything was fine. Uh, got my PSA checked, which I shouldn't have one at this point, and I don't. Right. Um, and so far, so good. That's so it's uh, it. You know, uh, I, it's one of those things. You feel great, and then as you get closer and closer to the next test, um, you start to, you know, worry about it just a little bit more. But you got to sure. do it. And right. you uh, do. so, yeah, thanks. I'm doing, I'm doing well, uh, and uh, hope it keeps going that way. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I just feel like, I just feel like you got so much more to say. I, I don't feel like this is the end here for you. This isn't the last of it. I just feel like you've got just so much more. That, that we need from you, that we need to hear from you, because uh, we're talking to Tom Baddock, author of Lisa's Legacy Trilogy. The three books are uh, Prelude, The Last Leap, and, of course, Lisa's Story, The Other Shoe. And uh, he also penned the comic strip, Funky Winkerbean. And and we're talking with him on iHeartRadio here on the Jiggy Jaguar program. And I got, I got to tell you, I just think that there's more from you coming, because you just have... There's something I'm just telling you for the last 45 years or whatever it's been. God, has it been that long? It it just <laughs> seems to me that it just seems to me that uh, you just have so much more, and and I want you to continue to do what you're doing, and I want you to continue telling the stories, and I want you to continue to infect our lives in a positive way. And I intentionally said it that way, infect us, because I think. First of all, I think this this these series of books are just going to be so beneficial to people to read them, because there's not any of us who are not touched on some level by cancer or and 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 you know we say here you know what one in nine or breast cancer and uh, a lot of us lose loved ones as a result of that and so I think this is just a tremendous tremendous project that you've um, just tried to undertake and have printed out and put in press. And I could not be more happy for a person such as you to be honored with the Pul- you know, Pulitzer acknowledgement. And so, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say except thank you for what you do. And uh, I'm, I'm absolutely honored and thrilled that you're with us. And so um, how do we wrap this up? I'm always I'm – because always, I want to talk to you forever because there's other little things I want to <laughs> talk to you about, right? And I know that i got to wrap this up. So – Talk to us maybe about what's the best. What, what would be the best way for us to? I know there's Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Is that the best way we should do the book? Is there any other plans for anything future with the books? Uh, what should what should we know? No, no it, it's actually that actually is absolutely the best way. And uh, 
I mean, obviously everybody knows Amazon, but you can get if you go to my website, funkywiththebeat.com, it gives you a little more background on the books. You can see some stuff about them and um, articles about them. And, uh, and it takes you right to Amazon when you click on the book and in the book section. So uh, that's a great way to do that, and I appreciate that. Um, it's nice. I have to tell you, I've been out for about two months now on this book tour, and one of the things that's just so gratifying, I, every night I'm talking to people who have dealt with cancer. I talked to a guy last night, and he said he had cancer. And I said, so how many years? He goes, 34. <laughs> I go, wow. so great. Uh, you, you just hear these stories uh, of people who uh, they they really they're really doing a better job now. It's you know they're not all the way there yet, but they can really help people, and I hear about it every night. So that's that's really satisfying. Yeah, and and t- Tom, before we let you go, I just want to say thank you again. By the way, we're, I've been talking to Tom Baddock, author of Lisa's Legacy Trilogy. The three books are Prelude, and then we have The Last Leaf, and then finally Lisa's Story, The Other Shoe. And uh, he penned, of course, the comic strip Funky Winker Bean. You need to go to funkywinkerbean.com and look up the books. Just go to Amazon. Go to Barnes Noble. Ask your ask. Go to your favorite independent bookstore retailer and ask for the books. They, I promise you, they can get. If they're not already there, they will get them for you. Uh, any plans to put these in any other formats uh, down the road, like maybe an Audible version or anything like that? Any plans to do that? No, no, no plans for that. And people always ask about the TV. Hollywood and I have dated for a long time, <laughs> but we've never been able to, to actually get married. So, so there are no plans in the future right now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I, I do think this would, i, I got to tell you, I would think that these three books would make a fabulous, fabulous movie. I think they would be it would be unbelievable, and Hollywood's really missing something if they're not knocking at your door begging you to um, be part of that production because it would be awesome. Tom Baddock, you are an amazing man. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.